0: The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network.
1: Hi everyone, Kimberly Folker here, the founder and CEO of the Premier Dance Network, the only podcast network dedicated solely to the world of dance. And welcome to Chat with your host, Barry Carellis. Before we get started with today's episode, I'd like to take a moment and share a word from our sponsor. Body Wrappers Angela Luzio is happy to be the proud sponsor of the Premiere Dance Network. Body Wrappers Angela Luzio is known for its fine total stretch tights and Angela Luzio shoes. Tyler Peck, principal dancer with the New York City Ballet, is its spokesperson and designer of Tyler Peck designs for Premiere. It takes a dancer who wears a leotard all day to know what is best in a leotard. So Tyler's beautiful original leotard designs fit perfectly, are ideal for class, rehearsal, or performance, and move well with the body won't ride up in the back. Body Wrappers makes additional apparel for all types of dance that includes ballet, jazz, modern, lyrical, hip-hop, tap, team, liturgical, performance wear for competition and recital, as well as Angela Luzio shoes. You may view all the products at www.bodywrappers.com or to purchase Tyler Peck designs by Body Wrappers, go to dancewearcorner.com or your favorite online dance apparel retailer for all their products
0: hello and welcome back thanks for coming to chat i am your host barry carolus and you are listening to pod to chat talking dance on the premier dance network in this bi-monthly podcast i candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I'm happy to share my 16 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So, put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Friday, fri I am happy to see that you have all returned for yet another episode of Pod the Chat Talking Dance. It's been a hot week here in New York City, hot and humid it has been, and the studios at Broadway Dance Center have been packed to the brim with dancers from the city, dancers participating in summer programs at Broadway Dance Center, and visiting families on vacation to New York City, just wanting a taste of our fantastic dance scene. I've actually had multiple listeners come in and take class this past week, which has been really cool to see. Usually during the year, I get a listener that comes up to me and tells me uh, that they have been listening to Pod of Chat for a while, like every once in a while, maybe every month or so, um, but there's really been a lot of people coming up lately, so it's been cool to see how many listeners are actually coming to New York. Anyway, keep it on coming in and keep on coming up to let me know that you are a listener. It really puts a big smile on my face and gives me a good story to tell my husband when I get home from a long day of teaching. Alrighty, so if you listened into last week's podcast, the 100th episode of Pod Chat Talking Dance, uh, you heard that Danceware Corner, the largest retailer in the United States of dance wear and dance supplies, uh, partnered up with me in celebration of my hundredth episode and offered a $100 gift card, uh, to use. At their website. Um, so this week we are going to announce the winner. So if you didn't listen to that podcast, I talked about why I dance and I asked for listeners to share with me why they dance. And from that, I would select one person to win this 100th episode reward. Award, award, reward, whichever. Um, and it was really cool. I got a handful of responses and I I honestly expected like a few sentences. I mean, granted, I know I podcasted for like 20 minutes, a half hour for it um, to explain that. But I was impressed with how much people uh, or how in-depth people got with their answers. Uh, it was really cool to see it. It was really inspiring to... Uh, to see what people said. So I just want to send a huge thank you to everybody that submitted, and I wish that I had more to give away, but as we know, I only have one to give away. So drum roll, please. Please, I can speak today, can't I? Drum roll, please. There we go. All right, so the winner of the $100 gift card to Dancewear Corner is... Katrina Samaris. Hopefully I said that correctly. Katrina Samaris. Katrina Samaris. Katrina currently lives in West Wollongong. I don't even know if I'm saying anything correctly, but I'm trying. And she is from New South Wales, Australia. Is that not amazing? That's so cool. Congratulations, Katrina Samaris Samaris from West Wollongong, New South Wales, Australia. Um, I really loved what you had to say. And I'm not going to read the entire thing because it was a little over page. But one or two things that really stood out to me that she shared was, uh, just in the very beginning, she told me that she thinks that the reasons she dances have varied according to her stages in the life cycle. And I, I really identified with that because I, I've noticed that my relationship with dance has been changing constantly too. And I guess you got to live a little bit to be able to recognize that. And I really connected to that. And then I, I really loved uh, one of the things that she said as she she summed up why she dances Um and just to share a little bit with you, it says, even in an ordinary suburban studio with my ordinary middle-aged body and my very ordinary dance ability, it is a transcendent moment. A humble yet authentic escape into the best and beautiful of the human spirit. Ah, just getting all the feels with that. Uh, so thank you so much, Katrina. Congratulations. I will be in touch in the next few days after this episode releases um, and give you some information on how to uh, get that, that hundred dollar gift card. Um, and I just want to say again, thank you everybody for that, that submitted, uh, for sharing why you dance. Uh, it can be very personal to share these things. And I really appreciate you guys reaching out to me and, and sharing. It was, it was fun to see. And this is really the first, uh, major giveaway that I've done here on Chat. We did a giveaway with all of the hosts of uh, of, uh, on the Premier Dance Network for the holidays like a year and a half ago. Um, This is my first uh, celebratory giveaway. So yay. All right. Now that we've we've gotten that out there, I, I don't want you to forget that I am also teaching a handful of classes in the city. Uh, so again, I started a summer series at Broadway Dance Center on Saturdays. And from 10.30 a.m. till 12, I'm teaching in an intermediate advanced pro level ballet class. Uh, this is a newer level. Broadway Dance Center doesn't usually have an advanced level ballet class. Um, I think it scares people away, I don't know why but I'm really trying to build a professional level class for ballet back into their schedule. We had some dancers from Ballet Concerto in Puerto Rico. I, I learned that they actually had to fold the company after the hurricane, which was very sad to hear. So they were here in town. Um, if you, There was an article on Yahoo a little while back where Omar, Z. Robles, I believe that's his name, was down there taking photos of the dancers after the hurricane. Um, And one of those dancers was here taking class with me. So that was... It was pretty cool, Uh, and I I felt grateful that I could provide a a place for her to continue uh, growing technically while she figures out her next step. Uh, There was also a dancer from the Dominican National Ballet and a Knicks dancer in class, so it's cool to see that we have some professional level dancers coming to take this class. Cool, huh? Immediately following that class, I teach an intermediate contemporary uh, level at noon, and at the moment, these classes are only happening through the 8th of September, so be sure to get on in here while you can, because I don't know if they will immediately give me another contemporary class or advanced pro class after September. 8th uh, <clears throat> other than that i have my regular i'm gonna run through this quick so you might have to slow down my talking basic ballet on fridays at 7:30. beginner ballet on tuesdays at 10 30 a.m advanced beginner ballet at 6 p.m on fridays and intermediate ballet at 4 30 p.m on thursdays Oh, oh. And before I forget, BDC will be filming my intermediate ballet class next week on Thursday, July 12th, 12th, <laughs> for promotional purpose. So if you want to be a part of some of Broadway Dance Center's promotional materials, you should come in and take that class. Alrighty, done with all that. Today I am going to talk on a topic that is a listener request. Jen from Philly asked me if I could talk about mentors here on chat. Hey, Jen, I used to live in Philly. <laughs> uh, thanks for submitting your question. You, uh, you guys reach out to me and I hear you. And when I can, I give you exactly what you asked for. So here we go. Let's talk mentors. I've been very lucky over the years to have a handful of people become mentors in my life. And these mentors have really guided me through many parts of life and parts of my career that I couldn't have traversed on my own. Um, I, I just happened to be so lucky to have all of these people enter my life and then uh, we connected to one another or latched onto one another and, and built our relationship and friendship from there. So uh, I, I'm going to give you some information if you're curious about what mentors are. I, I do have people that come up to me and they they ask me how to find a mentor. And I'm hoping that this can help those people and anybody else that's looking for somebody to help guide them. Because in this life, and especially in this career, we all need a little bit of help. We all need a little bit of guidance. And if there's somebody that's already been through something... Um, it's wonderful if they can help others that are, are walking a similar path. All right. So now that we got all that, what is a mentor and how do you get one? Finding or seeking out a mentor isn't really something you do. (laughs) Sorry. And that's the end of the podcast. (laughs) Anyway, you, you don't just find a mentor, seek them out. Um, It's kind of like a friendship, but with additional guidance and emotional investment. Um, I wanted to start the section out by saying that because it really explains how you can gain a mentor. You can't force somebody to be willing to invest in your future and to help guide you along your path. It needs to be a natural evolution like any friendship. Yes, a mental relationship often doesn't look or feel like most friendships, but they arise from shared interests and a sense of care for one another. And I don't necessarily mean like romantic care, um, but the idea that you, you, uh, how do I want to say this? It's the idea that you want that person to do well, or you want them to do, uh, you want to improve something for them because you appreciate who they are, what they do, what their talent is, etc, etc, etc. But while your mentor can be a friend or they may become one over time, there is often a personal line that keeps a bit more distance between you and your mentor than that of a close friend. Uh, A lot of times this happens because there's an age difference. For instance, many of my mentors were professional dancers or retired professionals while I was a teenager hoping to have a career. So they're, we had a friendship, but of course, I mean, how close of a friendship can a 16-year-old have with a 45- or 50-year-old? Um, really, it's it's it takes some time, age, and maturity for those types of mentorships to really develop into stronger friendships. Um, but yeah, this usually occurs because the mentor has arrived in a professional or in a profession or station of life that you have yet to achieve, but you want to. So with all that said, the best way to create a mental relationship is to just surround yourself with people who are doing what you hope to do or have done things that, uh, inspire you or that can offer you education on topics and subjects that you are hoping to make a part of your life and career. If you are looking for a dance mentor, get in those people's classes. If you're seeking a mentor for something, I don't know, I've been writing a lot lately. So if you're seeking a mentor for something like writing, find ways to interact with other writers, like uh, look for workshops in your community and go to those people's workshops. Uh, Talk to writers if you can, maybe send them an email if they have an email address or meet up uh, or find a meetup event for writers. I think there's like meetup.com or something like that, where you can look in your your area and, and people will put together these uh, group events where you can go and meet people that are doing what you hope to do or what you're doing. Um, just don't get your sights set on one person because we all have ideas in our head of what people we look up to are like, and that idea isn't always a reality. For instance, uh, dance can, (laughs) I'm not going to tell you a real story, I'm going to give you an idea, but dance can sometimes be a selfish, egocentric art form. So for instance, if you look up to, I don't know, Florio Corio, the choreographer, and hope to learn the ropes of his amazing contemporary style, you may be disappointed when you actually meet him and he is only interested in one thing. himself (laughs) and that he has no investment in educating the future of dance. Um, I mean, they they always say, don't meet your heroes because then you're going to realize that they're really just people like you and that they are flawed as well. But yeah, so if you are set on one person to be your your mentor, it's not that it can't happen, but it, when you actually meet them, you might realize that they aren't a good fit for you because a mentor truly needs to be, uh, invested in you and what you're doing and have the ability at this, at that point in their life or career or life and career, um, to be a bit more generous with, uh, what they, what they've cultivated. So for this reason, it's important that you put yourself out there. And I believe if you're kind, talented, open-minded, and generous, somebody will latch onto you or your work and be willing to help guide you towards your goals. All right, so next up, do I need a mentor? Um, I mean, <laughs> this is a pretty straightforward, simple question. And I feel like everybody feels like they would uh, know the answer to this, but it's, I'm sure there are people that feel like they have to have a mentor. You don't need to have somebody in your life to guide you along the way. You can carve your own path. Um, Mentors are really just there to help you along the way. and the, the best types of mentors actually aren't, aren't going to get in your way or show you exactly where you're going. What they're going to do is they're going to show you how to carve your own path. Um, so no, you do not need a mentor, but they can be extremely helpful. Um, I, I'm i going to give you an idea. I'm going to give you a list of people who have been mentors of mine and what they've mentored me in uh, at the end of this podcast. But i uh, I found my one of my first mentors was when I was the age fifteen. I'll tell you about this now, and I'll get back to it later. Bob Rizzo, and I've talked about him on here before. He's the owner of Rizbiz Productions. He uh, puts out educational dance videos so that people in more rural or suburban areas can gain access to uh, New York based choreographers or international, international uh, teachers, um, so they don't have to come to New York to to uh, Get quality training. Um, so he found me when I was 15, and I was in the suburbs of Philadelphia, and I was really interested in having a career, but I didn't know how to get out of the suburbs. I had great support from my studio and my teachers at my studio, but uh, they didn't necessarily have the connections or the know-how to. Show me how to find my own path in dance. Um, they they were there to push me and to support me, but they they needed I needed somebody else to to help me on that next level. So Bob actually found me because he did master classes around the country. He found me at a master class in Philadelphia, and he. I guess he liked my dancing enough and my personality enough. Cause I don't think I was that good, but <laughs> to, uh, ask my mom if she would allow me to visit him in New York to take his class again. And once I did that and took his class a handful of times, then he started actually taking me around the country to be his demonstrator, his assistant for his classes. Um, So Bob was a really important mentor during the development of my career. And granted, I didn't go into musical theater. He was a musical theater uh, and jazz choreographer. And granted, I didn't go that path, but he really helped push me to explore more of the New York dance scene and to to figure out uh, how to connect with professionals and how to move forward in in our field. So um, I don't think I necessarily needed him as a mentor at the time. um, But I don't think that I would have gotten to where I was going as fast as I would if he hadn't sort of just taken me under his wing. And I'm so appreciative for that. Um, So that, that kind of helps answer that type of question just through that story. Do I need a mentor? I didn't need a mentor. I'm sure I would have found a path, but mentors often, they can help, uh, I don't know, they can help clear the fog from your path if you're trying to find, uh, where you're going, or they can help lay the groundwork for you to make your own decisions. And like I said, the best mentors aren't going to be the mentors that tell you what to do. They're going to give you an idea of what your options are and then allow you to create and carve your own path. Um, so yeah, I, 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 felt that that was very helpful during that time. Um, there were times that I actually felt that I did need a mentor and, uh, like i said you can't force it to happen so i you kind of are end up waiting around or just being determined and figuring things out yourself and then at, all of a sudden it's kind of like It's kind of like a relationship. A lot of times people, they'll be on dating apps, they'll be going out regularly, they're trying to meet people because they feel like they need to be in a relationship and then they get annoyed or it's been too long or they're in a bad relationship from one of those things and they give up and for a few months, they just don't care and that's usually when the relationship happens. Um, So I found if I try to force the mentor thing to happen, I, I don't usually get it. <laughs> but then when I at least expected a mentor just appears, uh, I'm kind of in a place right now, honestly, um, the past few years, I've felt like I've really needed a mentor um, to help me with my goals. Uh, but it, it seems that the further up this chain in the dance world that you get the, the fewer mentoring the fewer opportunities there are to be mentored. So I remember I applied for a mentorship program at dance USA. It's called the, I think the dance Institute leadership training program, something like that. And for two years I've submitted and tried to get a mentor. Uh, and I, I, didn't receive it. Me trying to force myself to have a mentor. Um, I really want to start my own company, my own, it's, going to start as a pickup company but it will develop hopefully into a full-time company so that I have more opportunities to choreograph um and I I need information and I need help and all that and so I I've been hoping that a mentor just falls on my lap and it hasn't really happened so what I'm doing now I finally stopped hoping and dreaming and wishing that it would it would just they would just appear and now I've been making uh positive act i've been what am i trying to say i've been uh moving forward with action instead of just hope so i met yesterday uh with a career counselor at career transitions for dancers um i also met with a producer of musical theater that i met while i was a mentor (laughs) speaking of mentors while i was a mentor for the new york foundation um for the arts. Uh, they had an immigrant mentoring program that I was a mentor, uh, for last year. I mentored a Chinese artist who was, had moved to New York and was hoping to put on her choreography, uh, contemporary choreographer. So, um, I still would love to have a mentor that's really invested in my work, but I guess I just need to put myself out there a little bit more. Um, But in reality, I don't need a mentor. I can go seek things out. And uh, as I move forward and go along, uh, if it's meant to be, somebody will, will, fall into my lap. Um, I'll connect with somebody. We'll have a mutual care and respect for each other and uh, move forward. I'm actually at the stage now where I am mentoring a lot more uh, than I am the mentee uh, or being mentored, depending on how you want to say that. All right, so uh, what does a typical mentor relationship look like? Um, I don't think there's really an answer to that. I don't think "typical" is the right word for to be to use when you talk about a mentor relationship. A mentor relationship can be. Uh, very small relationship or it could be a massive, large relationship. It could be anything from somebody that you take class from to somebody that you're romantic with. Uh, like sometimes I feel that my husband is a mentor of mine and that relationship, we, like we've like we had the romance, but the mentoring as we've gotten older has, has really helped me along the way. Um, so there is no black or white, uh, or any, or there's no black or white mentor relationship. It's a rainbow, <laughs> every color of the spectrum. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of different things. I mean, I'm going to talk about dance cause this is pod chat talking dance. It's a dance podcast. Um, a lot of mentor relationships, they come from a dancer taking class with a teacher. Um, there are a few students that I have become mentor to through my teaching at steps on Broadway and Broadway dance center. Um, there are other students that I've coached, uh, and taught regularly. I had a student from Alaska dance theater that I helped mentor her for many years. Um, I have a couple students at Greenwich ballet Academy that I've mentored, um, and sometimes it's a long-term relationship. Uh, Other times it can be shorter. I've offered some mentoring to Elizabeth Beyer, who I worked with. Uh, She just won the Youth America Grand Prix top prize and the gold medal at the Jackson International Ballet Competition. I've offered her some advice, career advice. So um, that has been short-term, and if our relationship continues as a mentor-mentee, then I'm happy to help, but she is doing wonderful things. She might not even need my mentoring. At any point um uh, in the future so it's that idea um Mentoring it can be a long-term, long-term, <laughs> I can speak today. It can be a long-term situation. Or it can be short-term. Um, it's like any relationship. Uh, so yeah, back to what I was saying. Class, a lot of people, uh, they, they get mentors from class. Uh, say that a student shows up regularly for class and then the teacher becomes invested because the students invest in them. It's a reciprocal relationship to a degree. Um, if, uh, I, I, as a choreographer, I've worked with a handful of professional dancers and a few of them reached out to me, uh, because I was freelancing, uh, a lot and I figured out how to freelance. And I had a very, uh, established career as a freelancer. And after I worked with them as a choreographer, they reached out to me and they asked for my guidance and assistance on that part of, uh, that style of career. Um, But the best way that I can explain a a mentor relationship is that there is usually a mutual respect for one another. It's usually uh, both people get something out of the relationship. Um, I know that when... A student is really looking for some advice and some guidance in their careers when they're in my classes regularly. That their investment in coming to learn from me makes me want to give more to them. It's like that reciprocity. Um, I tell my students all the time when I'm teaching. I a lot of times I think students think that they show up to class and we're as teachers are supposed and dance educators we're supposed to just give you all of the information and that it's all about us giving to you, giving to you. But I find that the more that a student gives to me in class, the more I want to help them out. So I I think that that's very much what a mentoring relationship is like. It's very reciprocal. Um, I have had one or two uh, mentees where It starts to feel very heavy, heavy-ended on one side where I offer advice, I offer advice, I offer advice, and the, the most thanks I get is just the word thank you, but the actions uh, don't follow through, and then I feel less likely to want to continue mentoring because it feels like that person um, is only interested in taking and taking and taking my time. Um, but maybe they, they stopped taking my classes. Um, but they still want me to, uh, meet up with them, to share information with them or to write them a long letter explaining a certain process. For me, uh, I feel like I, there's only so much you can give before you need to get something back. Um, so that's that's been an interesting process for me to have as a, a mentor because I when I was younger and the little amount of mentoring I did I never had to do anything with that. Um but now I'm seeing that more. Um of course a mentor, when you're coaching somebody, if they're paying you, that is something like, like that still is a part of like that reciprocity. Um, but if it's somebody that you're offering your time and, uh, advice to, and there's nothing happening, I'm not talking about money. Um, but like the, like I said, they're not taking your class anymore. Um, then it, it makes me pull, it makes you pull away a little bit. Um one thing I will say is that a mentor relationship it does change as you age. So as I was talking about before, when you are young, um you often end up with mentors that are much older than you and uh for that reason, it's kind of awkward, like I said before, to be friends with somebody who's in their 50s when you're 15 or 60. Not that you can't be friends, but like if you're best friends and hanging out at every single moment, it's just kind of weird. Um, so like I noticed when I was younger, I had a more juvenile friendship with my mentors um and it was more like me really looking up to that person that person guiding my way but as i've gotten older i've noticed that usually mentor relationships have evolved either from friendships first or after we connected professionally, it became uh, we got became very close friends through the process of mentoring. Um, so that mentor relationship, it can change a lot um, as you go forward. All right. So, uh, do I need to, the the next thing I'm going to talk about, do I need to do something for my mentor? Um, like I was saying before, I do think it's reciprocal, but it's not 100% reciprocal. It's not like you, I give you 50 and you give me 50 back. I think that as a mentor, you understand that you're not going to be getting back as much as you give, at least initially, maybe down the road you'll get more. Um, but initially it's like 80, 20, um, it really, there are no rules for mentor, but the things that I will say are, uh, first off, you do not need to feel, uh, if somebody is trying to come on to you or if they're trying to sleep with you, or if they, they're trying, if, if they are expecting some sort of romantic return for their generosity, then that is not the situation that you should be in unless you are an adult, and you truly want to be with that person. I'm not saying you can't be romantic with your mentors. Um, like I said, with my husband, he's kind of a mentor of mine, but that came after we were romantically involved. It wasn't like we. he was helping me with life. And then we uh, we became uh, romantic. Uh, so you you don't have to feel like you have to do things for your mentor. But like I said, really the best way to... Have that reciprocal feeling for a mentor is to make sure that you speak well of that person, show your appreciation for them. Make sure that you say thank you. Make sure that uh, if they if you, they offer to go out uh, for coffee to offer you advice, buy their coffee. Simple five dollars for consulting or career advice or life advice. Um, it can be you you other things you can do for your mentor is uh i've had a, a couple students that appreciate my teaching so much that they bring more students to my classes and beyond the fact that at broadway dance center we get paid per head so i get paid a little bit more when they show up also i get to connect with a larger audience and for me my main goal in my career is to touch as many uh, people with dance as i can um generally you shouldn't have to pay a mentor, um, for them mentoring you. Yes, you may pay somebody to coach you and then a mentoring, uh, experience happens from that. Um, but, Generally, if you are paying somebody for career or life advice, that is called consulting. That is not the same thing as mentoring. Mentoring is the idea that uh, somebody is going to offer you advice and information uh, and guidance gratis, like out of the goodness of their heart or out of their investment in you or their appreciation for you or their hopes for your talent or all of that. it is not a paid activity. Um, so if you are paying somebody regularly for advice, I would call them a consultant. I wouldn't call them a mentor. Yes, down the line, a consultant could become a mentor. Um, that gets more complicated if pay is involved and it continues to be involved. Um, but generally, you shouldn't be paying a mentor to mentor you consulting and mentoring they look the same but they are different actions all right um Trying to think if there's anything else that you uh, need to do for your mentors. Yeah, it's just the idea of showing appreciation and uh, also just being respectful of that person's time. I'm very busy. And when somebody asks me to help them out or give them advice, I'm taking time out of my schedule that I could probably use for myself. I have very little time for myself. Um, so if somebody doesn't show appreciation for that. I'm not going to do it again. Or somebody, like I said previously, if they ask for it over and over and over and over again, but they're not coming to my classes, they're not helping me, uh, gain more, more people to, to come to my classes. They're not, uh, speaking the word of my classes. I mean, and by that, I mean like spreading the word, like telling people how much they enjoy my work. Um, that's, then then, if that 's not happening, then i 'm more likely to pull away from that idea um, okay, do you keep your mentors for life? This is a simple and quick and easy one. no, you don't necessarily yes, you can, but you don't have to um, like I was saying at the beginning of this podcast i've men- i've had mentors that have come and gone and i've had many some mentors that have been long term um, it's like any relationship. Uh, sometimes people come into your life for a reason for a short period of time and then they're gone and you appreciate and love them for that, but they don't stay, uh, along your, your side, the whole, your whole journey. Um, other times there are people that are with you the entire time. Um, there, there is no timeline to having a mentor. Just like in my last podcast, I said, you don't have, there's no timeline to a career. Um, there is no timeline to having a mentor. All right, so now this is the last thing I'm gonna talk about and it's gonna be my favorite part because I get to talk about some of the people that have mentored me over, over time. Um... I've been so, like I said before, I've been so lucky to have a handful of mentors throughout my life. Um, I'm just going to name a few of them and tell you how they've mentored me. Uh, Kathy Moran, she was the, or she is the director of Chester Valley Dance Academy, where I gained my love and passion for dance. Um, Kathy, she started her dance school when she was 18 years old, and she built it from the ground up. She started, I think, at like a gymnasium at a school, and then slowly got her own studio space and then built it to two studios. And now she has a massive complex in the Lionville area of Pennsylvania. Um, Kathy not only supported me as a dancer and gave me a full scholarship when my family had no money to allow me to train, she uh, provided a, a place where I... Was allowed to explore. I was one of the only guys in Chester County, Pennsylvania, um, dancing in the community. And a lot of people wanted me to come to their school or perform in their productions because they needed guys. And Kathy never once forced me to stay at Chester Valley Dance Academy. She let me, I would go take classes other places, I would perform with other places. And I always went back because she never made me feel like if I went there, that was the only place I could go. There was no stranglehold. And I have so much respect for her for that. Um, and I feel that I actually treat a lot of people that way too. Like I do a lot of choreography um, and just like if some, for sorry, choreography for competitions, which... I have something to share with you at some point, but I can't share yet. But so, um, if somebody decides to go with another choreographer for these competitions, that I I do I am not offended. I'm go ahead, explore them. If you want to come back to me, come back to me. Um, so yeah, I, I got that from Kathy, um, another mentor of mine, Kimberly Martin. She uh, was my ballet teacher at Chester Valley Dance Academy, and Kathy hired her, and she was is. <laughs> One of the most wonderful people I've ever met. She, we used to joke, I used to say she was my second mom, but she she was, I'm too young to be your mom, I'm I'm your sister. So she has been like an older sister that has guided me through a lot of my dance career. She uh, would coach me on the weekends. I lived with her on the weekends my last year in high school. She, brought me to see, uh, one of my, my first professional production It was the stars of the 21st century gala at uh, Lincoln center back in, I don't know, 1999, 2000. Um, she has always listened to different situations I've been in throughout my career and offered me the best advice. Um, every time that I see her, it reminds me of home and I I'm very lucky to have her. Um, all right, next Bob Rizzo. So I already talked about Bob Rizzo. Bob took me under his wing when and at a random workshop in Chester County, Pennsylvania, and he brought me to New York and he taught me how the New York dancing works and in- taught me how to be hungry and seek my own opportunities. Um, and then he took me around the country and showed me what it was like to be responsible for helping somebody else out. He had to have hip surgery. He Before the hip replacements were really like good, um, he had major hip issues and he had put off having the surgery because he didn't want to get a bad hip or worse hip. Um, so I helped him and he uh, he just really showed me how to, Work in the professional dance world, um, and he was just so generous with his home and with his friends and all of that. Uh, next, Cynthia Gregory, who I I recently just reconnected with, um, she has been a mentor of mine since I was 16 years old. I attended a summer program, a pilot program in the Hamptons uh, on in Long Island, and. Cynthia was so down to earth. She's like genuine, massive star in the ballet world. And it was so uh, surprising at the age of 16 to see this star hanging out with us kids. It was like a group of 20 of us that went to this program, it was a small program. Um, and she stayed in the cabin with us with her robe and her hair and a towel. Um, and she taught us and she shared stories with us and she was just so genuine and kind and giving. Um, and then as I progressed through my career, we stayed in touch, she helped connect me with people at American Ballet Theater to help guide my career. She offered me as advice when I was considering leaving Pacific Northwest Ballet and when I got let go from Houston Ballet. Um, and then uh, she really, she, she just helped me so much because she had been in the career. And we, we lost touch about seven years ago when I started freelancing more so because I, my life went crazy, um, as I started freelancing and going through that period of of my life. Um, but we, we just actually today, uh, reconnected, um, and I look so much forward to continuing, uh, our, our, that relationship and that friendship that we have, that genuine care that we have through our professional lives. Um, next up Ray Hoekstra, ah, Ray Hoekstra. He was a lovely, lovely man. My husband actually met him first at a, uh, at, I think it was opening night for Pacific Northwest Ballet, um, back in like 2006 or 2005. Um, Ray was a donor for the ballet and my husband at the time was the first time we had really met. I let him come see a show and he looked kind of lost apparently. And Ray was standing with a glass of champagne and offered to buy him a glass of champagne. And they started chatting and through them, I connected with him, um, Ray recently passed away. He was one of my close friends and he was very much my senior. Um, I mean, I met him when he was like 60, mid-60s and I was in my early 20s. Um, And Ray was one of those guys that... uh, from Stonewall from the Stonewall time he was gay and he was out and he was proud in a time that it wasn't okay to be like that um and so when i met him he kind of took me under his wing and taught me what it meant to be like a classy kind fun-loving gay um when i didn't feel like being gay was a good thing so not only that, Ray, uh, he loved fine dining and he loved fine drinking. And I, me being 22 and raised in a family that had no money, I knew nothing of it. And he would always invite me out and he wouldn't let me pay for these things I couldn't afford. Um, and he showed me what good food and good drink was. Um, and I'm so appreciative of that. And I know that sounds kind of superficial, but, um, he taught me about the finer things in life and th- through our time getting to share meals and drinks together, he showed me, uh, he, he was a friend and I never once felt that he was trying to be romantic with me. Sometimes I feel that, people are trying to just befriend me because they want to be romantic. And, uh, even if there's a major age discrepancy, um, and with him, he was just there because we genuinely enjoyed each other's company and, uh, because we were interested in dance and he was educating me on the history of, uh, how, how gay history has gone through. He lost his partner in the AIDS epidemic, um, and he still had such a genuine kind spirit. Um, so for Ray, he wasn't so much a career mentor. He was a life mentor and I'm so appreciative for him. And I, I think about him all the time. I miss him. I miss him a lot. Okay. just a couple more mentors, Lee witchell Lee witchell We have a funny story. He, uh, former New York, Post dance critic, he's still a dance critic for a handful of other publications, um, and he used to be a choreographer. And he's wildly educated, very kind smart quirky guy and uh the first time that we met he actually was reviewing the school of american ballet workshop but we randomly met out in the plaza uh when there was the lincoln center plaza after the show and exchanged kind words um and then he wrote about me in the review saying how we looked like professionals but the one student thing that happened was that i air bit at the bottom at the end of my variation at the end of my solo um which made him smile too. Uh, we reconnected, uh, I well, really met each other genuinely um, when I was doing the Works in Process series at the Guggenheim Museum where he mediated uh, that program. And ever since, we've been very close. Um, not only has Lee mentored me as I worked to become a choreographer, um, he's helped me with my writing skills because now I'm... I, I'm write, I'm writing for dance publications, and I've had my blog for years. He's helped me uh, edit grants that I've I've tried to get. He's also uh, just provided a, a lot of insight as to more the uh, the academic side of dance versus the uh, just pure all all about it for the art. Um, and I'm greatly appreciative for that, but more so, so Lee was one of those people that was a career-based mentor and he slowly became a life-based mentor, um, because while I was freelancing, um, around the country and I was stressed and depressed, Lee would, (laughs) Lee and I go to sleep late. (laughs) So it would be like one o'clock in the morning and we'd both be on Facebook messenger, just talking to each other. And he really helped guide me through some very challenging experiences, um, while I was freelancing. And honestly, I personally probably would be insane if I didn't have him as a mentor because um, there were some challenging times during that and he really helped keep me grounded. All it took was him just checking in and then the conversation would go from there and he, he helped keep me grounded during those difficult times. Okay, the last two people, my husband, as I've said before, has been a great mentor of mine. Um, sometimes he jokes around that he's my manager for my career. <laughs> um, other times, it, it's just me, he he makes sure that I'm a I'm a good person, driven by positive goals and. Uh, I could go on and on and on for hours about him, um, but i'm very lucky to have him in my life and like I said, we started romantic, and I was just lucky that he became my best friend and then we became uh sorry he he helped me he's been help, helped me throughout my life as a mentor. I think that that's very true in many marriages and lastly, my mom i mean how can you how how can you not end a mentoring podcast without talking about a mother mothers they create you they go through immense pain to bring you into this earth and then they teach you how to eat so they teach you how to walk how to learn how to laugh how to have fun how to deal with hardship um how to uh move forward so i'm so appreciative to my mom for everything that she's done for me um i obviously wouldn't be here if she if she weren't um so uh yeah number one mentor right there so um yeah that's that's my mentoring podcast. Uh, I hope that this helps you if you've been looking for a mentor, um, or if you've been curious exactly what a mentor relationship should look like or what a mentor does. Um, and also maybe me sharing who my mentors are, gives you an idea. Maybe you have mentors in your life and you don't even realize that they are. So, uh, with all that, I I think that this is a good time to end the podcast. If you, uh, have any questions, of course, you can always reach out to me. And, uh, if you have a major mentor, major, major mentor, major mentor in your life, uh, go ahead and share a story with me. I love hearing from you guys. So uh, I'll share with you in a second how to get in contact with me. So with all of that, I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of, of Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycorliss.com. Again, that's ww.bar-r-y-k-e-r-o-l-l-i-s.com. You can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcast or to book masterclasses in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast. Podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcast on the Premier Dance Network. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Carolus, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blogs. Life of a Freelance Dancer is currently archived, where I spoke for five years about working as a freelance artist around the nation. And then I also have Dancing Offstage, Stage, which you can find at dancingoffstage.wordpress.com. And on there, I currently talk about the post-performance careers of professional dancers. I also have a YouTube channel that features my choreography, and you can find that by going to the search bar and putting B Corollis. Thanks for listening in to Paw Chat. I hope you return two weeks from today to talk dance with me, and remember to go out and support your local dance scene.